Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to curiositystream.com slash not overthinking. For less than $15 a year, you get access to thousands of high quality documentaries on CuriosityStream, and you'll also get a special link to our podcast feed with all of the ads taken out. My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Not Overthinking. This is a pretty special episode. For the first time ever, we actually have six, six people on the podcast. We are on a group holiday together in the Cotswolds, and we're going to have a, a group discussion about a few things. Uh, and so we'll just do some quick introductions to start off with. Hi, I'm Zadie. Hi, I'm Sheen. Hi, my name is Ali. Hi, I'm Tamor. Hi, I'm Lucia. Hello, I'm Cardral. Awesome. Uh, so we have been in the Cotswolds for since Friday, so three or four days now. Um, it's going to be a four-day trip in total, and we're heading home tomorrow. Um, and one of the things that's come up that I think will be interesting to get everyone's thoughts on. We ha we haven't actually talked about this before, so this will this will be the first time we're actually talking about this. And it and it, it is about this specific trip. So this this, this could go <laughs> this could go badly, or it could go really well. Um, one of the things that's come up is that uh, some of the group want to do certain activities. And others in the group want to do other activities. So, for example, there's usually a few people who want to uh, basically just work all day, uh, you know, go to a hotel, sit down with their laptops, do some work. And then there's another group of people who, uh, you know, want to do some kind of group activities like going on a walk or visiting a model village, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I thought it'd be interesting to get everyone's thoughts on, you know, like what's... I mean, not, not what's acceptable, but like, what, what do you guys all think is a good balance of people doing their own thing while on holiday with friends versus people doing group things while, while on holiday with friends? Who, who wants to go first? <coughs> I think, you know, <laughs> Ali's going to go last. <laughs> I think maybe I'll start. So I, I think it's, it's, it's worth saying that I think it depends on like what expectations everyone had going in. So if, you know, if okay, some... I, I feel like you should go last because you're going to like lay out a thesis that you've already thought about. <laughs> you probably haven't thought about this. All right, fine. And therefore, the audience will be like, yeah, it seems reasonable, especially if your point is very much... Well refined. Uh, Sorry, I should have said that on the microphone. Uh, I think you should go last <laughs> because right. you've already thought about this. You have a thesis. And given that none of the rest of us have probably been thinking about it to the extent that you have, um, you probably want to get our perspective first. Otherwise, we'll just agree with you because your perspective is probably going to sound reasonable. Yeah. And it's probably going to be some kind of middle ground. Well, it kind of depends. <laughs> you kind of do what you want. Sort of be authentic to yourself. Um, All right. And yeah. Don't abuse the children or whatever, <laughs> whatever spiel you normally, <laughs> normally come up with. No, I think you're right. Do you have a perspective you want to share that? Uh, not yet. <laughs> uh, we, we, we can think about it. Like we, don't, we can cut pauses and stuff. We don't have to. Like... All right, cool. Well, I'll go first then. Okay. Hmm. I think it kind of depends on how long the trip is. So that's like one of the features of the trip, of the, of the kind of the answer of whether you're allowed to group independent activities or not. I think the other thing is maybe kind of foreshadowing Timur's eventual response, which is like, what are the expectations going in? So if you're going to go on a trip for, let's say, five, six days, and you're hanging out together all the time, it can be a bit a bit of a cabin fever situation where you kind of just need some space. People need to do their own things. And it also kind of depends on the combination of people. You know, so like with my really close friends, sometimes they'll come over and I'm just like not feeling it. 
not feeling not not feeling them in my house or whatever but not feeling like oh yeah let's like have a massive halo session or like let's play guitar for seven hours it'd be like right i'm just gonna like sit in my room and scroll instagram i know that sounds so messed up but it's just like sometimes you just you need to be comfortable with your friends enough to be like it's okay for me to sit by myself in this seat looking at my phone you know when when clubhouse came out i had this like addiction to clubhouse and i used to like sneak into my room and have these like clubhouse conversations and, <laughs> and then everyone's like what are you doing like they like come into my room like what the hell are you talking about it's like well, ai guys come on just chill out <laughs> but um yeah i think i think yeah number of people what the expectations are going in and and how comfortable you are with the people that are in the group so that's kind of my initial thoughts okay nice so when your friends come over to your house and you want to scroll instagram or talk about ai on clubhouse <laughs> what do you tell them like what and, and what are they up to while you're doing this okay usually nothing i'm just kind of like i just kind of walk away like in mid not mid conversation i'll be like they're not talking to me but i'll just kind of get up and just go to my room and and in the moment they probably don't even realize that i'm gone because everyone's just like talking about something and then a bit they'll be like oh where's zadie and they'll be like oh he's probably on clubhouse or something you know so um yeah i guess like that's kind of usually what happens and what they're usually doing is what depends they're usually like raiding my fridge um you know doing their own thing one guy loves taking showers in my bathroom for some reason like he'll like take his sweet time <laughs> but yeah everyone's kind of doing their own thing and then the other issue is with a lot of people is that's really the reason why group activities are so frustrating is because it takes a lot of coordination and like people some dudes take like seven hours in a shower and some people are like five minutes in and out and it can be a bit frustrating for a variety of people the people being rushed and the people waiting right so it almost feels like the least friction friction way of getting things like doing things in a group is just to not do anything at all. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if you have to, if you have an itinerary, it has a, it, there's a, an assumption that people can get ready in a particular amount of time and you can get a from point A to point B in a, in a certain amount of time. But most friends that I have are in like a whole spectrum of how long they take to get ready, what their moods are. And yeah, it can be very frustrating. It can al- almost be like, put strain on your friendship just by like having a plan you know i know like when i go on holiday with people like i'm sometimes like do we have to do everything on this itinerary can we just skip four or five things out of the six Mm. and uh yeah yeah so i think like if you want to minimize friction yeah definitely the the way to do it is to not (laughs) not do anything at all i I agree just for context how close are you with these friends of yours who come to your house while you go on instagram very close okay Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, it kind of reminded me of some of the relationships at university where, you know, you have a room, there's people on your corridor or whatever, very close friends, and people will just kind of be coming in and out, doing their own thing. You might chat and stuff, but there's, there's certainly no expectation that if, if people are in your room, you have to be kind of doing an activity together. So I think I think if, if it's that kind of relationship, um, I, I totally get what you're saying. But, yeah, but usually if you're like arranging a holiday, it's because like you want to do certain things or like have certain experiences like with your friends and that kind of thing. Like it's a bit different than just like chilling at home. Yeah. And I think often like when you're what, what people enjoy about holidays are like those like shared activities and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this earlier with Lucia where, you know, when you go on holiday, everything changes, right? Your your location, what you do, your routine, the one thing that is there that is familiar is the company so then you want to spend time with the company and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what you're doing together as long as you're doing something together which is why we went to the hotel where people were working just because (laughs) we wanted to be together with the people you know 
Yeah, so ju just for just for some context, uh, was it? Yeah, I think today half the group went to a hotel. Uh, we all had breakfast together, actually. Mm -hmm. we, we did do that. And then half the group went to a hotel to work um, for a while. And the other half went to a model village. Uh, it was a... It was a one ninth scale replica of the village we're staying in, <laughs> uh, which was quite cool. Uh, and then we decided to go and join the hotel gang um, to kind of keep uh, keep the group together, and that, that kind of got us thinking. Okay, so um, I was part of the working gang. Uh, <laughs> surprise! Like surprise! For the, for the record, in, ca in case in case anyone was wondering, um, from from the perspective of a member of the non-working gang, I'd 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 love to hear. The, the non-working gang's perspective on how they felt when it was suggested last night that, right, I'm going to go over to this hotel to do some work because I've got work to do. Anyone else want to come? All right, cool. Half the group's going to the hotel to do some work. The other half of the group will do their model villaging or whatever they were, they were going to do. How did, how did that make you feel? I, can, I think... I think like mainly you just think, okay, well, it's nice that people get to do what they want to do. You don't want anyone to feel like pressured to hang out with you or like, you know, mandatory group activities like doesn't it doesn't, it's just isn't a fun vibe <laughs> but on the other hand like it is nice to spend time with your friends so you feel a bit like oh that's a bit of a shame but I'm overall happy that people get to do what they do but then from a personal perspective I would feel bad going to work because I'm like super conscious of like you know creating a good experience for others and like having a nice vibe and like contributing and that kind of thing so yeah that's my that's my view but surely it isn't just surely it isn't just the amount of time you spend with someone. It's also the you know the conversations you have, right? So me spending more time. Okay, by the way, for context, I was part of this working group <laughs> for one day. The other day, I did spend time with you guys. So, but surely, um, sorry. Um, so surely it's the time that you spend. So surely it's the conversations you have, not just the time you spend with someone. So, you know, the first day we all just chilled together. It was nice, got to know everyone, you know, built relationships, you know, as we say. And then the second day, I think, you know, half the day spent, you know, tra traversing around Cotswolds, another day working. And then today I know I was a flake. I know, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I felt like the vibes, it was like the vibes were like in two ways, right? So one one half, one half was keen to work. One half was keen to see things. Um, and as long as you have touch points in between, you're still um, keeping the bond strong. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I, I'm a little wary of this whole thing being framed as like working gang versus non-working <laughs> gang on the Cotswold strip. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I just... I, I, I just want to make it clear that that's that's not what's going on here. This is really just uh, an open discussion with no no agenda, <laughs> no, no narrative. I'm trying to push, <laughs> not trying to attack working gang <laughs> at all. Um, no, I, I think the touch points are good. So like we, yeah, I think we always meet up for meals. Mm -hmm. Like we had lunch together before. Um, you know, working gang went and did some work, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, um, but no, I, I think the touch points are nice. I, I don't know how I feel about your point about the, you know, it's about the conversation rather than the actual time spent, because I think, uh, I, I think even if you're not talking and stuff, I think there is something nice and meaningful about spending time together with people. And I think even if you are op you know, optimizing for conversation, whatever that means, I think it's very hard to predict when a good conversation will happen. And it's, it's, 
it's also not easy to like make it happen over lunch and then you know disband but if you're spending an extended like you know 12 hours together you can almost guarantee that multiple good conversations will happen yeah and I think the good conversations like come out of spending a lot of time together and things get like gradually a bit like deeper, a bit more intense. And that's when like the good stuff comes out. So I feel like if you have like breaks where people are in a different like mind frame and like, I don't know, thinking about work, then when you come back together, people might still be kind of on that train and they're not really in like the kind of vibing group frame sometimes. Two things. Firstly, <laughs> surely, um, so but surely let's say a few of us obviously had things on our mind and we know that we needed to get it done surely that if they were stuck with the group they would have completely changed the dynamic of the group uh, as the first thing um i forgot my second point <laughs> no yeah I, I think you're absolutely right I, th I think the discussion is less about like once we're on the holiday and we're in a situation where people want to work should we be coercing people into mm. doing other things i think it's more about like bigger picture more structurally going into a holiday like what's what's kind of a good way to be thinking about it and stuff like that like if, if people want to work they should absolutely do that like it's pointless coercing people into doing things they don't want to do so one one thing that i one one way in which i think of this is i think once a holiday group size reaches a critical mass where where it becomes acceptable for essentially people to break off of that critical mass without it actually affecting the experience of people in the rest of the group in a significant way then I think it becomes a lot more reasonable. So, for example, if there were three people on a group holiday and one person would decide to, to decide to work, that's a two and a one, and that's really weird. If there's four on a group holiday and one person decides to work for a few hours, I think that's a, a lot more reasonable. Um, but if there's four and then two decide to work, it becomes two and a two, and that and that doesn't quite work. Again, equally five, six, and and, and so on. I think, and 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 so I think there is that there is that element of what is happening to the group as a result of an individual's actions was sort of to, to, to serve their own self-interest rather than the group interest. And in some contexts, partly depending on size, partly depends on how, depending on how well the group knows each other. If for example, like, you know, some people in the group know each other super well and others don't. And a removal of a key member of that group for doing something self-centered would, would actually affect the impact of, would actually impact the experience of the rest of the group that's i won't say problematic but it's it's something they should take into account um mm. yeah can i offer something relating to this again we, we talked about this today where you're right about the whole ratio thing if it's a big group then for example us being 50 50 we split up it was fine but we were also thinking that Yes, I really enjoyed. What were we the? What, what name did we give ourselves? <laughs> the famous throuple. The power throuple. The power throuple. Sorry, <laughs> that's what we were. I didn't consent to that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. But also, we would want to spend time with Zadie and you and Kajal, and we were saying how it's not just about the number if it's a big enough group, but we also value your presence there and how that would affect the dynamics. And given that we're not seeing you people specifically, that changes our experience. Yeah. And I think people baseline underrate how valuable yes. they are to the experience of others. Like you yeah. probably don't think you add that much a lot of the time, yeah. whereas in reality you do. You're just on one number out of three. You are yeah. you adding to that group. Does that make sense? Kind of sounds like an intervention, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I didn't want it to come across that way. <laughs> That's not what we're trying to do here. But the other thing is, like, 
from 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 other experiences where you know I've been in a group and my mind isn't in the moment. I'm actually very bad company. My friends are like, "Why the hell did you even come if you're not going to be present?" Because you know it's 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 kind of almost it's almost more disrespectful. I feel if I show up to a group event and I'm not there because then people are like expecting me to you know be available either conversationally or emotionally or whatever, uh, and I'm not. As opposed to, I'm making my position very clear, saying, "Right, my mind is somewhere else right now. I need to address this. Once I address it, I'll be available for X number of hours, or whatever." I'm not sure how much I buy this okay. because, similar to Lucia's point, I feel that you are underrating the value you add to a group just by being there. Mm-hmm. And what it sounds like you're saying is that when you're in a group, you're in performance mode, and if you are not operating at peak performance, then you're actually a a, a uh, kind of energy suck on the group or, or things like that and i think it's it's rare for people to i feel like in in groups that i've been part of it is it is rare for any one person to be such a downer on the energy that it actually does affect the group right and in fact i would rather you, you know even if you did have work on your mind i would sure. still rather you're part of the group um similarly with it with with any other any other friend that i'm close to because they add something beyond their ability to converse and provide emotional support or things in, in right. a group setting I almost think it's like the reverse. I feel like if I'm in a mood where I'm like supposed to be working and I'm in with my friends, I feel like then I'm in performance mode because then I have to try to increase my energy levels to engage. Whereas my natural feeling at the time is like, right, I just want to be looking at this piece of code or whatever, get out of the way. And then when I'm with my friends, they'll be like, wait, aren't you listening? Or like, are you present? Or did you hear what I said? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're sort of like forcing yourself. I feel it's almost unnatural to be part of that conversation because they're just at a different energy level than you. So that's when I feel like the performance comes in as opposed to the Mm. other way around. Yeah, I get that. I think I was feeling that a bit last night after like a few rounds of like Snatch, Dobble, Mind, Avalon. I was like, at this point, I'm so tired. I feel like my presence is going to be detracting from the group. Like I definitely need to go to bed. (laughs) But then again, like I think people are always more self-perceptive of that. Like it may not actually be a, a valid thing like what Ali says. Like usually if I'm we're ever in a group situation and I'm like, oh, sorry, I wasn't like totally with it. You guys are like, well, I didn't notice at all. <laughs> so, yeah. But what's the, what do you think like the purpose is of group holidays in general? Like what is it, what is it meant to achieve? Oh, deep. Uh, I'd, I'd refer you to episode two. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's 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 about kind of uh, you know group bonding, vibing, whatever you want to call it. I think it's very hard to uh, create the kind of atmosphere in normal day to day life that really allows people to connect. Yeah, you know, if you have like dinner after work or something, and everyone's like kind of got you know the the clock on on their mind of like oh I better go in like you know half an hour when's the train this kind of stuff. I think in in normal life, which is kind of uh, you know built around largely work, uh, it is hard to create the kind of atmosphere that is really conducive to um, socializing. I think, and I think a group holiday where you don't have like time boxes for things. You have long extended periods of time, unstructured time together, you know, for a few days. I think that's that's where the, the sort of magic happens when it comes to socializing. The nice thing about a group holiday, um, I think, is that if you're with the right group of people who's sufficiently chill, then... Okay, I feel like the objective of a group holiday is to maximize happiness uh, <laughs> across, across the people in the group. Now, for some of us, that sort of maximization involves... 
maybe spending you know you know one thing i think of holidays is like one day on one day off like even if i'm if i'm going to i don't know japan for seven days i'd quite like to spend a day doing sightseeing and visiting places and then a day sitting in a coffee shop on my laptop and then maybe going to another coffee shop after lunch and then kind of repeating that that process and i think if i were on a group holiday and it was sort of day after day after day of hanging out with the same people doing doing different activities and stuff that probably would feel quite draining for me and so for me it's a case of okay i recognize this about myself my friends are broadly okay with this about me and therefore as long as my absence is not actually creating a weird dynamic within the group um it will increase happiness overall for me to just go sit in a hotel for the entire day on my laptop with decent wi-fi and air conditioning and then i'll join these guys i'll i'll have breakfast i'll maybe have lunch maybe i'll definitely have dinner do the board games do the late night dmcs and i feel like the activities during the day removing myself from that significantly increases my own happiness overall and doesn't and and therefore net overall group happiness is increased hmm. i'm kind of curious if it actually removing yourself from the group actually increases your happiness because you just really value time alone and like you need to recharge or if it's because you're kind of stressed about work and it feels better to relieve that stress like is it because yeah it reduces your like work concern and like say you didn't have any work and like you were feeling super chill about life would you actually also want that kind of time away from the group yeah that's a good question i think uh, there's a, a few a few circumstances come to mind so for example we were on a group through holiday to the lake district a few weeks ago and I had work that needed to be done and there was a lot on my mind. Mm. And so removing myself from the group to sit in a hotel and do the work made me really happy. Mm. Um, but I remember a time in, was it final year, we were all in Singapore and Bali. And in that time, the only work I had to do was preparing for finals like we all did. Um, but we'd all decided we're going to take a solid break from doing that. And so I could fully throw myself into the group holiday and actually just do the activities every single day. And that felt, felt cool as well. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of it is dependent for me on what is my current like work life status and it would be really nice i think to be able to completely switch off and throw myself into the group stuff at the moment my setup doesn't really allow for that and so overall i much prefer to have moments of time where i can think about i don't know the business or the book for example uh, rather than yeah but if i if i didn't have any of those on my plate then i think i probably would do the group thing most of the time yeah, I think that's totally fair. And just to bring up a, a point that you you and Zadie were talking about a few minutes ago, I think I think Zadie kind of mentioned this of like, you know, if I have work on my mind or something else, then I'm not going to be much fun for the group, et cetera. And so it's fine for me to not be there. And then you were actually kind of against that. And you were saying something like, well, you know, even, even if you had work, Zadie, I'd, I'd rather you like hang out with me, actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but I'm saying I, even if you had work on your mind, I'd yeah, rather you were in the group than outside of the group. Yeah, sure. But I, I, I think in that situation, like, um, and I, you know, I've certainly had this as well, where if you do have some other stuff on your mind, like if I know, oh man, like I have like a bunch of things that I need to respond to that are, you know, fairly important. Um, like I, I could, I could kind of make myself hang out with the group or whatever, but I will just kind of be anxious about it. And I'll be a lot happier if I attend to those things without the group and then come back. Mm-hmm. And I think like, um, yeah, I, I, I think if, if someone does have other things on their mind and it would make them happier to go and sort those other things out, I, th- I think they should do it. I don't think, I don't think the group would want someone to be being unhappy, being in a situation in, in, in like a selfless way in order to make the rest of the group happy. I don't, I don't think that's, um, yeah. I don't think you were advocating for that. No, I, I agree with you. I think the, the thing Zadie was saying, which I'd, I took issue with was the fact was, was the idea that in that context, if you're anxious about stuff, 
um, the group would rather that you don't do it because you're a negative energy suck. Whereas it sounds like what you're saying and what I, what I agree with is that it was a positive for you if you remove yourself from the group rather than a negative for the group if you stay in the group. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely felt like that today at lunch, by the way. Um, I also think it's really dependent on, um, you know, the types of people in the group. So, for instance, you'll have like people who, you know, come in, they're kind of like drivers. They know they need to do certain things for, or they have a certain objective from the group. Right. But then in terms of like the holiday and then you'll end up having people who are like integrators who want to ensure that there's happiness across the group. Right. And maybe like pioneers who want to do like, <laughs> you know, like sp spontaneous, like spontaneous work right or spontaneous things on the holiday and just want to be surprised and delighted so you're gonna have different types of people in the group and i think the thing that was missing or the thing that we need to make sure that everyone does is communication right we need to we needed to communicate consulting speaking <laughs> we needed to have communicate our expectations coming in because i thought this was a writing retreat i'm telling you this right now okay um and for others um obviously it was a holiday right so um I feel like potentially there needs to be some sort of communication in terms of, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Is everyone okay with this? And if we aren't okay with this, how do we kind of ensure that everyone's priorities is considered at the same time? Wow. I wasn't told this was a writing retreat. So sorry. <laughs> sorry for roping you into a podcast. <laughs> what were your expectations about this holiday? I didn't think there'd be some working just because I knew who we were going yeah. with. <laughs> but I was planning to not work because I just wanted yeah. to, you know, make the most of it. Um, yeah. I mean, I decided about four weeks ago this was a writing retreat and, and made it clear to whoever was initially suggesting the plan. that Oh, great. It can be a, a writing retreat. I think, well, was it you who made the plan initially? Yes. Jane? And Cardwell was there. Oh, okay. That's why I wrote yeah. a retreat. That's why, why because we had decided this was going to be a writing retreat. No one told us. <laughs> Don't get the memo. Communication! The only thing I heard was Coswell, so, you know, I took it from then run, and I was like, this is the week I'm quitting my job as well. Great holiday. <laughs> and I just messaged everyone about it. But I, I again, like, you expected that some people would do work, and that's absolutely fine. Everyone should do what makes them happy during the day. Not everyone wants to spend 24-7. But, yeah, it's just, you do feel like you do miss people when they're not there, when, you know, mm. it's meant to be a bonding time, etc. Um, but yeah, what, what were your expectations? My expectations, I didn't really have any expectations. I just wanted to just hang out, just do, do go with the flow. If that meant everyone pulls out their laptop, cool. If that meant going for hikes, cool. One of the things that I, I always think about in group holidays and that affects me is like FOMO. I don't know if you guys ever feel that if you're like the only one working and you're, everyone else is having fun. So did you, did any of you working people feel FOMO? There's a there's a there's a, an acronym I came across on Twitter the other day called JOMO, <laughs> uh, the joy the joy of missing out, and I really feel the JOMO when I'm on my laptop and I'm the only one working, because <laughs> I feel like yeah I feel like this is great like other people are having a great time there is enough of them that I trust that they'll be having a great time without me this is so sick I can just focus on my work I'm loving life right now. <laughs> I don't think it's just about FOMO though. Like I think for many of us, we've had like pr like time deadlines in our mind, and we knew that by the end of this weekend, we needed to get like shit done, right? And um, because of that didn't happen, um, you end up deprioritizing certain parts of the trip that you potentially feel that you know they'll still have fun without you. Um, so for instance, the model village today, I was like, okay, you guys, you know, in the morning, you'll still have fun without me at least seeing something, you know? So I think that was like why I was like, okay, I'm going to deprioritize this, but I am sorry. 
um, for not coming. <laughs> oh, hang on. I, I, I think there's something interesting here. So, so, so Zadie, the, the way you, you're describing FOMO, fear of missing out, that's a kind of, I am concerned because I am working that I am missing out on fun. Whereas I feel in these sorts of contexts, and depending on the people, I think it's probably true for most of us, we're a lot more concerned that I hope the group is okay and they're having fun yeah. rather than, oh, I'm sad to be missing out on the fun that the group are having. And so I think there's, is, is there a, a word, it's a word for that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like if I'm at home and I don't know, the family is watching a TV show. I'm not feeling like a fear of missing out on the, on the episode of the TV show, unless it's a TV show I really want to watch. I'm more hoping that they don't feel snaked, that I'm not part of that group thingy. And I feel like that's more what's going on here than the I might potentially miss out on an activity myself. I do also get a bit of FOMO sometimes, like oh, yeah. especially like late night chats. Like if I, I, even if I really want to go to bed, I don't just because I feel like I'm going to miss something like really juicy. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I totally get the whole thing like, oh, right, I want the group to have fun. But for me, I guess the FOMO is more around like building bonds with the people there yeah. that I'm missing out on. And it's like, right, you know, we could have DMCs. Just like you said, you know, missing out on deep conversations. I guess the other thing that came to mind around this whole FOMO thing, and typically I feel FOMO when, say, for example, my friends come over and I have like an interview in the morning and I have to sleep early and everyone else is up, up all night. Um, how much do you think that you should disrupt your like daily routine or like when you sleep? How uncomfortable should you feel in a group holiday to like for that, for squeezing the maximum, you know, experience out of that four or five days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I often think about this and because I think uh, I, I think when I go on a group holiday, I typically sort of throw all my normal life stuff out of the window. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I won't, uh, I typically won't exercise. I had grand plans to like go running every day uh, while we've been here. I only did it today. Um, yeah, I haven't done any exercise outside of that. My diet has been, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, n- not particularly good. Um and I, I often, you know, I have, I have some friends who even when they're on holiday, they'll kind of have their own routine of like wake up early in the morning, get their shit done, go on a run, do their, you know, do their workout and stuff. And then when everyone else is like starting to wake up at 9am, they've, they've done all, all of their stuff and then they're ready to like have fun or whatever. Um, so I think I, I often feel like I could probably do with having more of my own routine that I make sure I stick to even if I'm not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's just me. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about this a lot recently as well in terms of when it comes to prioritizing things in our lives, what should the priority be or what is the priority between things like personal health and relationships? Because, you know, it's it's pretty widely accepted that relationships are the most important thing in life. Uh, but it's also pretty widely accepted that like, you know, physical and mental health for yourself is like super, super important. And one context in which I find this comes up a lot is when it comes to do I stay up late night talking to a friend slash talking to a group until three o'clock in the morning or playing board games until three o'clock in the morning? Or do I prioritize my own sleep and know that, okay, my sleep routine is that I sleep at midnight every day. I wake up at 7.30 and then I do stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And I keep on flip-flopping between the two. And I think, I don't know, if I imagine the ideal kind of life, I don't want to be so rigid in my approach that I'm potentially missing out on like an absolutely juicy DMC in the evening. Um, but I think I probably go too far in that direction right now and don't prioritize my own health and kind of well-being slash own routines enough and end up prioritizing the friends type thing, especially when it comes to late night stuff. 
And I think kind of the group holiday priority routine thing is sort of on the same spectrum as that. Mm. Yeah, I have that problem as well. And I think I need to recalibrate a little bit. Definitely prioritizing like the late night and then really missing out on sleep. And then it also impacts like work and stuff the next few days, which is obviously quite bad. Um, but it just feels like at the time, it's just like the most important thing ever. Like, you just, how could it not be like really important just to stay up all night? I don't know. It's really difficult. Yeah, I had, I had this experience very recently where I ended up staying up till 5 a.m. talking to a friend. And at that time, it felt like, oh, this is great. I'm not going to miss out on this conversation. And it's just sleep. You know, you can catch up on sleep anytime. And the next day, I hated my, myself for doing that. So, yeah, I understand. And I, I'm the same as you, Tamo, when I go on holiday. I throw everything out of the window. I wake up early. I never wake up early. But I just want to maximize the time that you will spend on holiday with your friends. And I think I, I definitely stopped doing my own stuff just because I think this is a short time. We have a special time together. Let's do the most. But I think this probably needs recalibration. Yeah, I think a big part of all this stuff comes down to like, what do you see as the point of a holiday? Um, and on the, on, the, on the holiday front, the, the way I view a holiday is that, okay, this is a time for me to enjoy myself and again, kind of maximize happiness. Um, and so what that i think in in the past when i was younger I, I could not imagine why on earth anyone would want to go to holiday to sit by the beach to read a book because well you can just read a book in your bedroom and i, I very very strongly believed this until i became the sort of person who wants to go on holiday and sit by the beach and read a book <laughs> and i'm like damn there's actually really there's something really nice about that and for me the value of a holiday it's it's not really about the holiday it's not really about seeing stuff it's about doing things that make me happy of, and, and some of that is hanging out with friends, which is why I like having dinner with friends. And I really love like the board games and the DMCs at nighttime. But if it comes to things like visiting a model village, honestly, couldn't, couldn't really care less. <laughs> and so that's the sort of stuff, as Cardinal said, that I'd be deprioritizing if I do have work on my mind. All right. I'll be honest. I, when we found out that there were no model trains in the model village, <laughs> I was not too keyed on the model village. <laughs> but it's, it's not about the model village. <laughs> It was pretty underwhelming, to be honest. <laughs> but we right? still had a great time. What? No the, mon the modern village being underwhelming? Yeah, there underwhelming. were no trains. There was running water, which was cool. And no animals. Yeah, we thought it would be better if they actually had like populated it with animals. Mm. Yeah. But like, we're glad we, you know, it doesn't really matter what was in the modern village. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it doesn't really matter what you do in the model village, but it's like... <laughs> Fine. That in 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 that context, the model village is a a stationary vehicle <laughs> for hanging out with with okay. the squad, and I think in 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 all of these things there is diminishing returns. And so, for example, if you're having breakfast with the squad, lunch with the squad, dinner with the squad, board games with the squad, group podcast with the squad, DMCs at nighttime with the squad after eating miracle berries and sucking on limes, you know, adding an in in model village with the squad and farmyard with the squad. You know, we're, we're starting to get into diminishing marginal returns. <laughs> let, let, let's be fair. The farmyard with the squad was actually really good. You did miss out Excuse a little bit there. Excuse me, yeah. Yeah. We, we initially planned to go to like some kind of something palace or something. I don't know. Today. But then it was closed. Yeah. So we just like went into a field and just sit, sat and chatted. Might have trespassed, but... I think, it, I think it was a public footpath. Yeah, okay. it's all good. But yeah, I think that was like one of the best times we've had. Yeah. And you don't know when it's going to happen because you're just together and, and vibing and you yeah. don't know. So... Yeah, so for context, we were meant to go to this palace and garden. We, we went there at 6pm on a Sunday thinking it would be open. <laughs> and then we just ended up lying on the grass, not talking for what half an hour. And then suddenly it was the best time ever. So it's not about what you do. Again, the point is just, 
you know, spending time with the squad. Yeah, I, I, I don't think your model of diminishing marginal returns is quite right because I do think in, for this kind of stuff, you can't, you can't like orchestrate when good moments will happen and you can't plan them and it just comes from spending unstructured, untime box time together. And I, I think the time boxing is actually key. I think if it was like, for example, if if you wanted to, you know, let's say there are 18 waking hours in the in the day and you want to get nine hours of work done and you want to hang out with the gang for nine hours. If it's like two hours on, two hours off kind of thing where every every session is time box of like, okay, we're going to have lunch for two hours. Then I'm going to do a work session for two hours. Then we're going to go to a model, model village for two hours, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's not really conducive to to sort of socializing. I think it's really about the unstructured, untime box time. And so I don't I, I think the setup of just having meals together and then disbanding in between is actually not great. I think one thing I think like a more optimal setup might be that like I don't know, we'll spend like the first half of the day everyone doing their own thing and then from like three PM or whatever, like everyone's kind of doing doing stuff together. So I, I think the time boxing is, is the real issue. I think the other thing is that six is quite a few people, quite, quite a large number of people. And it's hard to get to know people on an individual basis in that number. So for example, having more opportunities to hang out often enable those like one-on-one break-offs, you know, like on the way to the hotel is like me, Ellie and Kajal. And we like, whatever, maybe sat in silence, listened to some music, talked a little bit. And on the way back, it was, you know, me, you, and, uh, and Timor. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was like a lot more calm and Sheen was there as well. And I've, I just feel like having those smaller groups that sometimes are created as a result of, mm. you know, those hangouts can like help you get to know one another a little bit better in a way that is impossible if you're like always hanging out together. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think small breakout groups are good. I'm in favor of those. I guess the other thing that I was, I was thinking about was, you know, coming back to your question about like, what is the purpose of a holiday? Sometimes when I'm doing a lot of sightseeing, I feel like I need a holiday after the holiday because I'm so tired, you know? Um, and, and when you said like, oh, I do one day on and one day off, like sitting in the cafe, like I never heard anyone say that. And that sounds like pretty reasonable because you get to recharge, relax. Um, because like I was just in Scotland and when I came back, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so tired. But now I'm now going to Cotswold and I don't want to be tired for that. Um, so I just wonder, like, you know, what's your approach to that? Like, what do you think about what's the purpose of the holiday? Is it to relax? Is it for experiences? Do you need a holiday after your holiday? Does that happen? I don't think I need a holiday after, after a holiday. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's broadly to relax. I think for me, I don't really care about interesting experiences very much. I think for me, it's all about the people and just hanging out regardless of, uh, of what's being done but i think for me if it's if it's just like hanging out with people for three days or whatever i don't think i need a holiday from that afterwards if it's like you know lots of sightseeing in a new country or whatever where you're constantly sort of being ferried around and looking at things i think i might need a holiday after that yeah this this came up for me in the last few weeks where there's been like a group holiday or some something or other going on practically every weekend now that you know, lockdown was eased up slightly. And there was one trip that you invited me on where it was going to fall between like two group holidays. And I just thought, you know what? <laughs> no, it would be just really nice to have this weekend by myself in Cambridge, sitting at home or maybe going to WeWork and either just chilling or more more likely actually doing some work and catching up on stuff. And even though I, I, I had a sense of, I had a little bit of FOMO that oh, I missed out on the board games and stuff. 
I think overall I'm glad that I had that weekend to myself because I needed slash wanted that time to recharge. Yeah, I totally buy that. I think I think you can have sort of too much of a good thing. Um, and yeah, in the past like month or something, I've declined at least one group holiday because I feel like it would just be like too much. At the moment, I'm I'm maintaining a cadence of about one a month, um, which I, I think it feels about right. It may be a bit too frequent. I'm not sure. I'm I'm undecided on that. Uh, how how often do the rest of you do this kind of stuff? Literally, this is the first one this this year. <laughs> yeah, it's been about one a month, possibly slightly more than one a month, which I think is a bit too frequent because it it definitely uh, is then hard to switch back into like the focused productive work zone which is where I kind of need to be to be doing the things that are also important in my life um but I also think that for you Ali it sounds like part of it is like the amount of work and stuff that you have to do and like that sounds maybe not optimal for you overall maximizing your like fulfillment I don't know maybe maybe it is good but I'm not sure I don't know if you have any thoughts about that one yeah, I mean, this week that we're on this in, in on this holiday and and next week uh, is meant to be a sabbatical for me and the entire team, where you know everyone takes time off. The only thing that we publish on the internet is one video on Wednesday, which has already been pre-scheduled, and like literally no meetings, no calls, no nothing. And I was super pumped for this. I was like, yeah, sabbatical. Um, but then <laughs> last few days, stuff's just come up and uh, it feels like a lot is going on in the business and it, it genuinely feels like if I were to take this week off that would be it, it, it feels like that would be bad um, because of all because of all the things that are going on and I keep thinking to myself like it's, it's a week like what difference is a week really going to make um, but then I keep thinking well at the stage that we're at right now like I don't really need to take a week off I've got a few days off on this trip and then with this Eid coming up and so on um, but instead of thinking as a week or sort of a think week, like, you know, people famously take to, to get their mind clear. Instead, I was thinking of like, oh, yes, my whole week is clear. I've got no calls. Great. I can just sit down and do more work. Um, but I've got I've got a friend um, and, and mentor who does these sabbaticals every seventh week. He and his entire team, he pays them. They take the entire week off and they, they're not allowed. The, the, the rule of the sabbatical is you're not allowed to have anything pre-scheduled. Like while you're there, if you want to work, you can, but you have no kind of obligations, no commitments or anything. And he says that it, it often takes like sort of three to six months to actually get into this and know how to switch off when you have a week off rather than thinking of it as empty blocks in my calendar that I can then schedule things things into. Mm. Um, and so this week, I feel like it's been a, a bit of a cop out because, well, stuff keeps on happening in the business. And every week I think, okay, next week is when things are going to quieten down and then I'll be able to take some time. Um, but it's all kind of fun, really. Uh, it's all, I think it's all part of the journey. And yeah, I think it's just about finding that balance and not trying, trying actively to not burn out. And I think I, at least historically, I've done a pretty good job at not burning out, even though there's been lots to do. Um, but I would like to have seventh week sabbaticals. I think that's a dream. Yeah, I think sometimes when you say, oh, but it's all fun, really, it's like a bit of a rationalization. And, I, <laughs> and I'm not sure like you really do like it that much to be, I think I think it is a bit much for you at the moment. He's I don't know. Justify himself. Yeah. Mm. yeah, also you you said, it was interesting, you said, I you think that you have to work rather than you actually want to. You think that is going to be detrimental for the business if you don't work. But the, I don't think that's factually correct. Like you replying to all the emails one week later would not make any difference to anything. 
or you doing the things that you're doing on your sabbatical would not affect the business if it's one week late. So I think you are making the decision that you're going to do it now because it's on your mind rather than really taking a break. That would not be detrimental. Yeah, that's probably reasonable. I mean, obviously replying to emails a week late is not not actually going to do anything bad. Um, Yeah, I guess I do need to sit down and think, okay, does me doing work in this week actually move things? It's... When when I say work, it's often more like kind of long, short, medium, long-term planning-y type things mm. where it feels like, oh, now that we've got this week where there's nothing going on, it's the perfect time to do some planning. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas any attempt to do the planning in the middle of while loads of other stuff is going on, mm-hmm. especially with the team, makes planning quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And so this feels like, oh, me and Angus actually have all of Wednesday completely free where we can just have an all-day meeting about our quarterly goals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of stuff where I feel like if I didn't do it this week, it would be actually quite hard to find a time to do it mm-hmm. next week or the week after or the week after where there's all sorts of other stuff going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, this is perfect time to do the planning. But has it been planning that you've been working on the past two days? Or were you actually doing real work? I was doing real work and that was okay. I, have, I, I had a book proposal deadline. Uh, but beyond that, it was actually planning. Okay. Um, and so the planning has been genuinely fun because I don't, ra- I, I rarely have time to take a step back and think about working on the business rather than in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and these sabbaticals were, or this holiday, sort of, I was, I was saying to these guys yesterday, we were all sitting outside and it was nice, it was sunny, you could hear the fish in the background. And I just got so much thinking done. And so I, ha- I got so much clarity on where we're going as a business, which I just haven't done before because I, there's always been like one thing after another, after another. And so that, on, to me on the inside, feels like it, it, it doesn't feel like work because it's like taking a step back and thinking. But from the outside, it probably does look like work because I'm on my laptop and typing things out. Mm. Yeah, I, f- I find I agree with you on the planning thing, but I actually find the best time to do it is like after a little break or after time, yeah. like properly off work, even just a couple of days. Then I find like for my organization, I just have a much better sense of perspective because mm-hmm. you're no longer thinking about like all the details and the small tasks. Um, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, but, yeah, that's the whole point of sabbatical, right? You need to step back so you can see the bigger picture because you're too inside it in order to be able to plan. So short break and then recalibrate. <laughs> so we started this conversation with Tim Ward sort of foreshadowing that it matters what our expectations are going in. So I was just wondering if we could loop back to that and maybe, you know, you could start off by describing what, maybe what your expectations are, were for this holiday, but in, but in general, what are your expectations for holidays? Like what's an ideal holiday look like? Group holiday specifically. Yeah. So for me, for like the, you know, the monthly group holiday that I try to do, I do, I, I want it to be like a complete unplugging. I think unplugging from work entirely for a weekend is... 100% 100% doable regard you know broadly regardless of what's going on in the business you know one one weekend a month is neither here nor there um and i think having having that space is actually good for the work side of things however i think i think i don't always do a great job at actually unplugging so for example a bunch of stuff had piled up over the past couple of days and like today while we were kind of hanging out for a couple of hours i was like attending to various work things and i felt good afterwards because i think in the back of my mind i was like oh man there's like a bunch of stuff waiting for me when i get back and then when you get back on like you know monday evening or whatever then it's like oh shit like you know <laughs> it's now like 8 p.m <laughs> i have a bunch of work stuff to sort out before tomorrow and it's, it's like not a good feeling 
Um, I think on previous holidays, I've done a better job of making sure everything is in order beforehand so I can truly unplug. Um, but I, I, I do actually like to truly unplug. I think my expectations for this weekend were that, I mean, this was like four days, right? So it's a bit longer than just like a, a weekend. I think my expectations were that it would, there would probably be a bit of work for a couple of hours a day. Um, my expectations definitely weren't that anyone in the group would be <laughs> working all day on, on any of the days, for example. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't expect that. So I definitely thought it was a writing <laughs> retreat, okay? So I, so I came in knowing... So basically, I don't, I don't honestly have a lot of time in the day to work on my other stuff on the side. So the weekend is the only time I can work on it. So for me, um, weekends are definitely not a way for me to unplug. For me, I have to take a couple of weeks off to unplug. So um, I definitely came in thinking this was a writing retreat. Um, and I knew that coming into this trip, I had a few things I had to finish off. And I didn't feel mentally happy or feel mentally like present, as Sadie mentioned, in the conversations until I knew I just ticked something off. Um, but yes, definitely holidays should be a way to unplug. You, typically, you know, I wouldn't be on my laptop the whole day, maybe once, one hour or two hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this, this question of like, what, what makes the ideal holiday? Because uh, one of the things that I'm planning for the business is kind of regular creator retreats or like, you know, working retreats where we kind of go to a cabin in the Lake District or something and everyone is working on their stuff. And I've been thinking about like, what would be the ideal setup for this if we had like a few days or a week or even two weeks? And I think having breakfast together in the morning and then everyone working on their own stuff up until sort of late afternoon, evening, then going for a bit of a walk or doing a group activity and then having dinner together and then doing like the DMCs, board games, whatever at nighttime. That to me feels like the absolute perfect setup for a holiday where from like 10 till five people are doing their work. Um, and from five onwards, it's like pure, pure vibes with the group. Imagine if that was just life generally, that would be so good. <laughs> such a good oh my setup. God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What? Imagine going to work. <laughs> I think that sounds like a really good setup for like a one week, two week type thing for sure. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Great. So we'll do that setup next time around. Yeah. I just think kind of expectations need to be communicated in advance with strong and stable leadership so that people going into a kind of silent meditation retreat <laughs> are not the same people who are like, guys, let's go to the model village together. <laughs> you need to stop hating on the model village. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think expectations are important. But to be honest, like if I look back on good group holidays I've had, like one absolute banger of a group holiday for social bonding was, I know it was like 12 days long. There was no work at all. Like no one was doing any work. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think those sorts of holidays are nice as well. Um, yeah, it's just about getting a, getting a balance. I'd love to go on a silent meditation retreat that's 12 days long with a complete, complete unplugging. Yeah, I, I can see you're doing very well there. Mate, it'll be great. I can film it. It'll be good content. You are not allowed to film on the silent retreat. It's I'll, unplugging. I'll bring, I'll bring someone else along to film me for with a telephoto lens. <laughs> it'll be good content. So going back to this this group holiday, I felt like when Ali and Zadie initially on the first, so no second day, 
um, went off to work. I felt like I had to work as well. You know, you were just saying earlier, and I felt like I had to work. And then when Ali was like today, oh, I'm going to go work. Does anyone want to come? And then I felt slightly bad. I was like, but he can't work by himself. What if he just sits by himself? It's not nice for him. Oh, mate, I would have loved that. Oh, well, okay. I won't come next time. I won't come next time. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, with one person starts, it ends up being like some sort of domino effect. Um, and then when do you, like, you know, when do you tell them that, hey, maybe we should hang together as a group? Like, and what point of the trip would you do that? I think you'd probably do it sort of two days in, maybe on a group podcast kind of set up as <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you might do that. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I, I, I agree. With, I agree with the domino effect kind of thing because I think just you know we've talked about this many times on the podcast. I think just the narratives in society around work are just like pretty messed up. And if one per if you're like on a holiday and one person is working, other people on the holiday might feel bad for not working or feel guilty of like really? oh this other person yeah. is like working uh you know i should be being productive as well if other people are being productive kind of thing i think like the narratives around work are just like you know kind of shitty and so even though that sounds really stupid and like what you know where would you feel guilty if someone else is working i think it is actually uh, a phenomenon it sounds like maybe you kind of felt that a little bit and she yeah, and you kind when, of when timu when you were working when we were having drinks earlier the three of us and then I, f I thought, oh, I don't want to work. I'm just going to be on my phone. And then after five minutes, I took my laptop out. Being I'm like, sorry. I should probably do some work too. I had to so. do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> why, why did you have that feeling? I, I feel like I never have that feeling of other people around me are working. Therefore, I should. Have you ever been in a situation where people around you are working and you are not working? Yeah, plenty of times. If, I've, if I've actively decided to relax and other people are working, I kind of feel, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> well, okay, actually, I don't think that's true. I think there have definitely been instances. And like, I think you've kind of said this stuff as a joke, but I, I'm sure there was some truth to it. Where, I don't know, like, I, I, I seem to remember when we were in Japan a couple of years ago or something, and I was doing some work stuff. You were like, wait, are you sort of j jokingly, you know, something like, wait, why are you being productive? What are you doing? Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that, this kind of thing. And, and like, I know it's a joke. But like, it was clearly for banter because I was no. playing into it. <laughs> like genuinely, I, I, I cannot remember a time in which someone else around me was working and I felt guilty for not. Yeah. I've never seen you, for example, we live together and there's never been a point where I'm working and you're not. Well, there is when you had a job <laughs> and I, I'd be bumming around. I mean, I bum around for most of the day. Okay. You know, I wake up late, I play tennis in the morning and get back home. I spend a half an hour on the toilet. Then I maybe drive to WeWork, takes half an hour to get there. And it's like, oh, it's 1130. You know, might as well start work after lunch, order some ahi pokey. It, the whole day is wasted while you're kind of working away at your old nine to five job, for example. But then in the evenings is when I get my actual work done when you're free. And so it looks as if I'm working all the time. When in reality, I've just been a bum for most of the morning while you've been doing the proper work. Okay. Um, but like, why? I, I want to explore the feeling a bit further. So like uh, Carlton and Lucia, you were saying as well that you have that feeling where you feel guilty when other people around you are working and you're not. I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that. Like, for example, at university, if your friends who are studying the same subject are working and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to fall behind. But now that we're all doing our own thing and there's no real sense of competition and stuff. Why is that a why is that a concern? Um, yeah, I think I do feel that like guilt if someone else is working, and it's because I constantly feel like I haven't always been optimal at my working, or, like maybe I haven't been efficient one day, or maybe I haven't gotten the task done that I thought I should do. So I feel like there's this constant debt of work that I should have done that I haven't done. And then sometimes I'll tell myself it's okay, you can have a weekend off, you can have a day off, but underlying that is always you know you should be doing more, you should have done more. 
and then when you see someone else working that just reminds you of like yeah that should be me i should be doing that too okay that's really interesting um do you feel like because because you're running your charity thing and so your work directly leads to useful impact in the world whereas for me what i've been trying to tell myself recently you know, for example, there's this thing we've been struggling with in the business where we could we could do this thing and we'd make a lot more money or but it would be a bit chaotic or we could just chill and not make that money. And it's not actually a huge deal. And so my model can be. And the thing that I was telling myself is, why am I doing this business in the first place? Well, really, it's to have fun. And, I, you know, who, who cares if I'm leaving money on the table, if I'm having more fun, then that's what matters. I get is is your perspective on this different given that you run the charity? Yeah, I think it probably makes a difference because what I think is like, okay, if I'm not doing the best I can at this, you know, more kids will get lead poisoning, they'll suffer the consequences, there'll be just way more suffering in the world. So it's like pretty high stakes, right? So maybe that's why it makes me feel a bit more guilty. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's also about people's work ethics, right? So people will feel bad about taking money for not working when they're meant to be working. For example, people who are employed, but also people's values of thinking whether they're doing justice to what they've promised to do rather than just the impact of their work. So there's a lot of that. I I think a lot a source of the guilt is also when you have a responsibility towards other people. It sounds like that's kind of what you're going to get, Lucia, with um, you know the people who'd benefit from uh, the work that your charity is doing. But I think if you work in any kind of organization and other people are relying on you for things, it is often hard to like. On one level, you might think, you know, work is you know not the top priority in my life and i should prioritize the other these other things but on another level you've made a commitment to some people that you might do something and it's kind of your responsibility not to let a team down and i think that kind of stuff is sort of what weighs on you and like the stuff that i was doing this weekend for example it was like oh crap you know like literally everyone in the company has like sent me some sort of slack message that i should probably reply to Um, so no one is like held up on things and I have a responsibility to the team to be like kind of responsive and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that makes, makes a lot of sense. So to conclude, it sounds like what we're saying is a bit in, in, in response to this, the issue that you brought up, which is, um, to what extent is it reasonable slash how do we feel generally about in a group setting, uh, group holidays, people breaking off and kind of doing their own thing, acting in sort of service to themselves rather than service to the group overall. Um, and you said a big, it depends, depends on the expectations that are set in advance, depends on the make of the group, depends on how big the group size is and something around what is the purpose of the group holiday, um, which kind of varies for different people. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that, I think that's a reasonable summary. To be honest, I think, you know, as with most episodes, uh, I think the good stuff is not really in the bullet point summary, but more in the just like stories, anecdotes and stuff that everyone's shared, vibes. Um, the vibes really. So uh, if you've somehow skipped to the end, you're going to have to listen to the whole thing, I'm afraid. Um, but no, this was really fun. Thank you everyone for joining. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. How do we, how do we find that? Bye.
That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Apple Podcasts website if you're not using an iPhone. There's a link in the show notes. If you've got any thoughts on this episode or any ideas for new podcast topics, we'd love to get an audio message from you with your conundrum, question, or just anything that we could discuss. Yeah, if you're up for having your voice played on the podcast and your question being the springboard for our discussion, email us an audio file mp3 or voice note to hi at notoverthinking.com. If you've got thoughts but you'd rather not have your voice played publicly, that's fine as well. Tweet or DM us at nOverthinking on Twitter, please. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.